What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Lau. And I have the world's best cappuccino in my hand right now. I love that you have three names and I have one. Well, that's good. I have to have an extra one just to make up for your lack of names. Yeah. I have a really long name. Do you know my full name? No. Laura Maria Silva Ramendiz Ramirez Villarejo. What? Yeah. That's my full name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll give you $50 if you can write out what Lau just <laughs> said and come to the shop. I'll give you a gift card, $50 gift card. It's not common spelling. If you can write it out. We ain't repeating it again either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sound it out. How about that? <laughs> did you learn uh, your vowels? I well, did. Welcome back to uh, Let's Talk About It. Uh, really enjoying this segment. Um, super excited to have some of these conversations. So far, we've recorded two of these episodes and uh, and gotten a ton of really good questions. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, before we get started, we're going to pull probably three questions here today. But before we get started, I want to remind you guys, one, that we really appreciate you being a part of our community. Two, that if you haven't already, please leave a rating for the show, whether you're listening on Spotify, which if you're listening to audio, like if you're not watching on YouTube, you should be listening on Spotify because mm -hmm. Spotify has has the videos playing. So you can like glance at it. You can watch along. If you have uh, a but, fire stick, you can literally play on Spotify on your TV. Yeah. Yeah. So Spotify is just by far. Our our podcast on Spotify is by far superior than li to listening on Apple Podcasts. But regardless of w which platform you're listening on, please take a second to leave a rating. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. It doesn't cost you anything. It only takes about three seconds. Um, in addition to that, if you like the show, uh, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. We're, we're, we're working really hard to try to grow the community that we have here at Omen. We're really proud of it. It's very special, all the people who are a part of it. Um, you know, and we just think the world could use more of what we got here. We don't know what that is, but it could use more of it. So uh, thank you. And then last but not least, there is a question box, a physical box that is in the in our location here, our coffee shop. And this is where the questions come from. So in case you guys don't know, um, our customers, we've just been encouraging our customers uh, you know, in face-to-face -face interactions, like, hey, we have this new podcast segment where you guys have the opportunity to submit some questions anonymously for Lau and I to answer on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there's just a box with blank slips of paper and a pen next to it. And so our customers are literally writing these questions, folding the paper up, putting in the box, and that's where the questions come from. So if you're local to St. Louis and you want to hear your question answered on the podcast, if you have a topic of discussion or a journaling prompt that you want to contribute, please take a second and uh, swing by the shop and put your question in the box because we look forward to answering them. So Yeah, and for uh, everyone who's wondering what type of questions, literally anything that you want our perspective on. That's mm -hmm. what I just tell everybody at the shop because they're like, what do I ask you? And I'm like, what do you want us to talk about? Yeah, nothing's off like, limits. Nothing's off whatever limits. Whatever you want. We've answered some really, you know, some really <laughs> uncomfortable questions, but we've also gotten some really cool questions. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how do you attain happiness? Or what's the best thing that you've learned so far through building Omen? You know, so uh, literally nothing's off limits. We are open books and, um, you know, we see it as a privilege, you know, and an honor to open ourselves up to you guys so that we can all grow in our relationship with each other more. So yeah. anyway, Lau, you going to pull the first one? Yes. Let's go. I want to cheat all the time and look for a good one, but. World, world's best cappuccino sponsored by Omen. <laughs> <laughs> Drink Omen at home. What I feel like this was Jack. Probably was. Because he's asked me this before. What makes you extraordinary? 
Ooh, this was definitely this was definitely Jack. Maybe not. This was definitely Jack. Ah, it was definitely Jack. Come on, blink if we're right. Jack is. If you ever have an opportunity to have a conversation with Jack, I highly recommend it. Some of the best conversations. He's a great conversationalist. He asks great questions. someday we gotta have him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how we're gonna do that. I'll switch it for you. Yeah, since he produces the podcast. But I'll be be a step in producer. Okay. (laughs) But Jack is a great, a great conversationalist. I, I, I would believe it if it, this was his question. So what makes, what makes you extraordinary? You want to answer first or me? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you actually how that conversation went with Jack when I first had it. Yeah. Um, it was actually the weekend before we filmed our episode, our first mm-hmm. episode on the podcast. And Jack asked me that. And I was like, nothing. Like, I don't know. And he's like, wow, like everybody's extraordinary. Like everybody has something. Like what makes you extraordinary? And I'm like, I don't. I think I struggled for a a big part of my life to think that I was like special Mm -hmm. and we are, we really are all special. Like everybody has something that makes them special, but I've always struggled to think that about myself, but I always thought thought that about other people. And something that he said to me was, he's like, he's like, I'll tell you what, like what I think from my perspective. And he said, um, He's like, you're doing what everybody else is supposed to be doing. Like, you're actually, you're out here doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but the way I see it is I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And he said, well, not everybody does it. Yeah, and that is extraordinary. And that is extraordinary. Yeah. So then that day I went home and I journaled, and I never told him this, but I journaled about it, and I ended up writing three whole pages about things that I was like, take off whatever, like, is blocking me from seeing how special I am because I think that we should all be able to see that. Like, yeah. I think so many of us struggle to see, like, our our gifts, like, what makes us special. And I wrote three pages worth, not, like, that sounds so bad. Like, I'm just writing about what I'm extraordinary, but I was coming to terms with the fact that, like, I could see extraordinary things in myself. And I think one of the things that I think makes me extraordinary is my ability to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I think I just have this gift i used to say it was like a blessing and a curse but really it's just a blessing like to be able to talk to people and kind of like allow them to put their fronts down and just like see people for who they really are i think i know how to make them feel comfortable enough to open up to me and i think that that allows me to connect people and make an impact in their lives whether it's big or small yeah um and that was kind of i think when i when I journaled was the one thing that just kept coming back. I was like, but how I connect with people and blah, 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 blah. But also like I can connect with people. And I think that's one thing. Um, But I think something that I recently discovered about myself is I'm really gutsy. Like I feel like I, I do things no matter how terrified I am. I'm like full send, let's Mm -hmm. go. And I think that has led me to live a life that is bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. My life is not huge, but I feel like I'm living a bigger than life kind of life just because I'm going for it. Yeah, 100 percent. I would agree a thousand percent with what Jack said, too, which is and with your response to Jack. Like, I feel like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I agree a thousand percent with that sentiment because I feel that way all the time. Yeah. But it's also just objectively true that most people don't do that. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you do do that, it makes you extraordinary. It makes you exceptional. It makes you um, you know, stand out. Um, and I would also concur that like your, you know, your, 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 your people skills are just amazing. You, we touched on this on, I think our first segment of this show, the, your emotional intelligence that allows you to just connect with people and bring them to wherever they need to be to a safe space, a safe emotional space where they feel 
100% comfortable sort of letting their guard down and being how they are in that moment. It's really, really cool. I've seen it in, in, in real life, in person, happen in real time um, so many times. And it is, it is extraordinary. But what makes me extraordinary? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I would answer the same way that you that you did. Like nothing. <laughs> that was my initial ah. thing. I looked at him and I was like, no, but I like I just can't. Yeah. I understand why it's hard for us to see it because we we just do things that we know we're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. It's like we're just doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the people don't. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, um. I would say that something that I am. Uh, when I think of the word exceptional, I think of like uh, kind of in the context that I just used it, like you're just the exception, you know, to the the mass. Right. And so I would say that I'm 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 not extraordinary, but I'm exceptional at. Um, whatever it is that. Whatever, whatever the skill of one of, of, of seeing something that doesn't currently exist, like I sometimes I, I think of my own brain I, I say you know our brains are like 3d printers you know and it just takes like a really long time but like for me anyway I can like see this thing in my head or this relationship or this whatever whatever it is I can see it and day by day like I can I can continue to ruminate on something and it's just a it's just a blurry image in the beginning and then it like gets a little bit more solid and then it gets a little bit more solid and let's just say like it takes me a year to like really get clear like a clear precise detailed thought in my head a lot of times by the time that thought is clear i've already built whatever it is or i've created that relationship or I've whatever and um, and so I, I have that that gift and in in the skill that I was referring to is sort of like I actually plan as if I make decisions on day 10 as if one year later that vision is all is going to be there. And mm -hmm. so that's that's helpful sometimes. Like I I don't know what to call that skill. But I, I can know. I, I can feel like it's your like your vision. Like yeah, just... my vision. But then I'll but but it's one thing to see something and like it's another thing entirely to like plant seeds. Like I plant seed I planted seeds six months ago mm -hmm. that I don't plan to come I don't even plan for people for there to be an opportunity for me to use that seed until for another 18 months into the future. But like I just know that 18 months from now, that seed that I planted two years ago, it's I'm gonna, gonna need that. Yeah. You know? So like that's that's something that I think I do pretty well. And I hope to keep getting better and better at it. There's there's levels to that game. And the people, like, the people in the world, what the way I'm picturing it in my head is like you're playing chess. Like yeah, that's how so I think many about it too. Steps ahead because chess is so like that's how I think methodical about it. in that way. Like you have to really think so many like steps forward. Yes. And there's people in the world, the people who I actually look up to in like a leadership sense, uh, the most are people who are just so good at this. Like they can you know, I just notice it and I'm like, oh, I have so much respect for it. And even if I don't agree with their businesses or their philosophies or anything, but when I see somebody who does that, 
who can just like plan years in advance and you know they plant these seeds and then they wait for them to mature and they go over here and they do something else and people are like oh yeah they're just doing this and then they're like Mm-mm. gotcha you know oh man I love that shit but I think that I'm pretty good at it so yeah that's something that makes me it, it enables me to do what I do like you guys wouldn't know me if I didn't have that like no, no, nobody would be listening to this podcast like you wouldn't have followed me on social media like there's no, none of you guys would know who I am if it wasn't yeah. for that skill. So I think that's what makes me extraordinary, if uh, if anything. That sure uh, is. Yeah. I agree. All right. Now I'm nervous. Last time I opened one of these damn dun, things, dun, dun, somebody, <laughs> somebody asked me who I was voting for. <laughs> and you had a fire answer. Um. All right. Ooh. Who asked this question? Is, ooh. I need to know. I need to know. They need oh. to start. They need Come to start on, tell me. Dámelo. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the suspense is killing you. Yes. Is it better to be wanted or needed? Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got deep. Let me see that handwriting. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Whose handwriting is this? Watch. Now we need to start asking people. To, hey, can you write down your name? I'm going to be like, sign up for this class. Let me see how you write. Yeah. Is it better to be wanted or needed? Very short and to yeah. the point. Wow, that's a tough one. I mean, is that wanted or wasted? No wanted, yeah. <laughs> is it is it better to be wanted or needed? What do you think? Ooh, I feel like when you need something or you need someone, I mean, like I think it depends on in what setting. Well, I already have my answer. Just I think I think I think. Um, in what setting are you? Are you just thinking like? No, 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 I'm saying, what I was going to say something completely unrelated, but I think when we, when we hear these questions, we should take a second to like get our answer so that the other person's answer doesn't influence your answer. Yeah. But I already have my answer. So I can answer. So you go first. Okay. Um, I think needed is tricky if it's like, if it's like a romantic relationship or relational or like, yeah, in that setting, I don't think it would be good to be needed. I think it's good to be wanted, Mm -hmm. but in a scenario where like we're talking about if we're talking about business, like I would want to be needed, not just wanted. Like I would want there to be a need for me because it'd be like guaranteed that I would be needed to fulfill a purpose in mm-hmm. here. Something that I have, you don't have. Yeah. Um, I think all in all, I would say. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. That's so tough. <laughs> Who asked this straight to jail? <laughs> um, I think it's better to be wanted. I think it might be better to be wanted than needed. I, um. For me personally, I think this is a very personal person question, but for me personally, I, I agree. I think it's better to be wanted. Like, um, I, me and Jack were talking once. I told you guys, Jack's the best conversationalist, but me and Jack were, were um, talking once, and he, uh, we were talking about presidential candidates, and like who are in, like who deserves to be voted for or whatever. And Jack was like, man, you know, like when I think about what I want in a president, like I, 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 I'm looking for somebody that like I would follow into battle, right? Like who would I, who would I go to, who would I follow into battle? Who would I go to war with and for, right? And, and he was talking in a lot of different senses, like physically, like, you know, we were, we've talked kind of about presidents being 80, 85 years old. Like that doesn't inspire you to want to, you don't want to run into a fight next to an 80 year old man. They can't even run into the fight themselves. You, you know what I mean? So he was talking physically, but also just 
from a character standpoint, from an integrity standpoint, like I need to, I need to, you need to be somebody that I will fight for, mm-hmm. you know? So that actually has, I've, I've thought a lot about his, him saying that. Um, and I also think a lot about the kind of man that I would like to be, you know, and for better or for worse, I found myself in like leadership roles, both socially and professionally. And, um, and that's what I thought of when I heard that question is, is it better to be wanted or needed, especially in like a, in like as a man being a leader of a household or being a leader, leader of a company or being a leader in my community, like I would rather be the kind of leader that people want, they follow because they want to, mm-hmm. not because they need they're desperate for somebody, you know, yeah. not a last ditch resort, not because they need somebody, they willingly line up behind me. So yeah. that, that for me is, it's wanted all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, bet. Well, your turn. That was a fast second. Eight. That's second. okay. That was a good, that was a good question. Hmm. I'm going to shake them up. Mm. This looks like a good one. They're all fire, though. Like, we haven't had a lame question yet. This looks like it was also Jack. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's see. Let me how, see. How do I know? What is United States culture? Like, culture. To what degree should we accept immigrants to integrate their culture with U.S. culture? Ah, that would surprise me if that was Jack, actually. But what is United States culture and to to what degree should we allow immigrants to integrate their culture into our culture? Is that Mm -hmm. a question? Mm -hmm. So I think America is one of the greatest countries that honestly has ever existed because, and not just countries, like it's, it's, it's what, what, even before there was countries, like it's, it's one of the greatest civilizations to ever exist because of the diversity of humans that are here, cultures that are here, religions that are here, and almost every other culture or civilization that has ever existed. It's been very, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Uh, uh, monodimensional. Like, mm-hmm. there's, it's very, like, India. It's all Hindus, yeah. you know, or um, wherever you can think, right? So, um, and, like, the food is all the same. It's, you know, the type of music is very fluid. It's very, mm-hmm. it's, so... America's not that way. America, the food is so diverse. Everything and it's is inspi- so diverse. And it's inspired by, you know, cultures from all over the world. The music is so diverse and it's inspired by cultures all over the world. The people are so diverse. We don't all look the same. Um, this is going to sound really racist, but like when you go to like an African tribe, they all, all the motherfuckers look the same. <laughs> when you go to, when you go to India, all the motherfuckers look the same. When you go yeah. to Japan, they all look the same. Not here. Not here. Not here. Not here. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And that's why it kills me when people talk about diversity and they're like crying as if this is not the most diverse place on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't want to get on that tangent. So... <laughs> When you, but I do think that there's a necessary, like I like to, I like to use the tool of a, is this called the Venn diagram where there's two, the two? Yeah. two circles oh, and then like there's a middle overlapping, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I like to use that analogy in my head a lot of a Venn diagram. And I know that that um, diagram is just two circles, but you kind of have to imagine that there's a lot of circles, right? All the different cultures, right? So there's Hispanics and then there's Latinos and then there's Asian Americans and there's, you know, all, all the Eastern Europeans and, okay. But in the middle is this overlap. And I think that that overlap is the really important thing to focus on. And so when you ask, what is American culture? It's that overlap. It's, it's actually a, a very small piece of the whole diagram, mm -hmm. but there are things that we must necessarily, we, we all have to agree on that here in America, these are like our core values, let's right. say, right? So um, freedom, right, of thought, religion, speech, expression, that's one of our core values here. Um, meritocracy, it, the American dream, that's what, that's, that's what that is. It's mm -hmm. meritocracy. It's, hey, I don't care who you are, where you come from. You all have a good Yeah, where you started. It. You have an opportunity to make something of yourself and create a life. Mm -hmm. So meritocracy is a core value of American culture. Um, freedom. Um, I, I honestly think other things should be like health and, you know, but that's, that wasn't the question. Um, and so to what extent should we allow immigrants to influence a culture in America, I think to a very large extent, like if, if, the, if I were to put a percentage on this, what that overlap is, it's like maybe 15%, maybe. And that's us saying everybody here in America should be, should be able to walk around their neighborhood and feel safe. They should feel comfortable. They shouldn't even be a thought that they will be harassed or abused or victimized in any way when they walk around okay so safety is one of our core values and that's where the second amendment comes in and all that other stuff right so i think that i think everybody should know that if they're you know that if they were born in america they should understand how great of a gift that was that part yeah <laughs> um because they have the opportunity to go and make something of themselves right mm -hmm. they have the opportunity there's no di discrimination happening right um you know, education. So I think that that, that that little piece is about 15%. The rest of it, though, because culture, culture is about, like, how we live. So aside from, like, everybody should feel safe, everybody should have the same opportunity to build, to, to start from scratch and build something for themselves. Um, and, and, and everybody should be free to practice whatever religion they want, to hold whatever beliefs they want, whatever. Um, and then, you know, it's sad that I have to include this, but I really do. It's like, we should all be in agreement on, like, how we're going to raise next generations, you know? Like, because the next generations are, it, it is essentially yeah. preserving the culture. American culture, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a part of the question. And, and for almost forever, that has not been anything that we really need to talk about. But now we're, you know, we're teaching kids in kindergarten, you know, about like homosexuality and, you know, and, and, and giving them complete sovereignty over their own decisions as if they're not still a child. Like we, like we weren't, like you wouldn't balk at a kindergartner asking to get a tattoo, but you're completely okay with letting them make other decisions that are irreversible and permanent. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. so anyway, anyway, but I think we should all come to agreement on that. And then the rest of it though, about how we live, 
meaning the kind of house that you live in, the kind of food that you drink, the kind of mu or eat, the kind of music you listen to, the things that you do with your friends when you socialize, the kind of literature you read, like what you want to do as a profession, all, all of that stuff, that is culture. Mm -hmm. That is culture. It's how you live. And I think to a very great degree, we should let immigrants that come here the right way, through the right channels, legally, um, we should let them influence culture because that's what America, that's what's made America what it is today. So if you don't recognize that, then you're silly. You yeah. know, that's, that's basically my answer. As an immigrant myself, I completely agree. I don't like to always agree with your answers because they're so good. They're so good. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. But it's, <laughs> yeah. true. it's true. Like the core values that you're talking about, like that is why people leave their home countries to come here. To be here. So we want, we need to preserve those mm -hmm. things. Like we're not coming up over here to do the same thing we did back home for the same thing back home to happen here. Yes. So you're coming here for that American dream, which I literally talk about all the time when I'm out here. I'm like, living the American dream, eating ice cream in the Midwest. Like, sounds silly, but for, it. it's, it's, it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I had the opportunity to come out here and, like, build a life for myself from, mm -hmm. a little, from being a little kid. But as someone who grew up in Miami, a s extremely diverse city, that is my favorite thing about the U.S. is that I... And it's not everyone thinks it's just like Latinos and Hispanics. There's everything in Miami, like mm -hmm. everything, every single culture exists. And it's just it's amazing to go out on a night and just like watch people and mm -hmm. see how everyone does things differently, interact with them on a day to day basis, like work with them. The amount of things that you learn from people who have walked a different path in life or just like no different things from you. It, it changes everything about your life, your perspective, like everything. Yeah. It makes your life so rich. Yeah. So I really think allowing them to integrate their culture with our culture, but just knowing that there's certain things that can, that should not want to be changed. Yeah. There's for standards. protection of there's, exactly. There's standards. Like we have like, and I really do think I hit most of them on the head. It's safety. Mm -hmm. It's meritocracy. Freedom. It's freedom of thought, opinion, belief, expression. Right. Um, it is equality, like equal opportunity, but also like, yeah, like th that's really it. Like I hate these DEI initiatives and stuff like that. Like I don't think that most people even think like that. There's no way that like people would apply to people to people apply for a job here and I'm going to be like, "Well, which one is white and which one is black?" Like I, I don't I don't think that most people think like that. I think mm -hmm. the media is making people think that people think like that, but that's not a real thing. So like equality, freedom, meritocracy and safety. And outside of that, let them influence our culture as much as they want. And and with and I think one of the coolest things in the world, and you really only see it in big, big cities, like really densely populated cities. So you see it in Miami, you see it in L.A., you see it in New York. But when you drive to different neighborhoods, you can go to like Chinatown and it feels like you're in China. It's so like cool. <laughs> you can go to Jamaica, Queens, you know, and it's like you feel like you're in like Haiti or something like yeah. that. Like it's crazy. And and. And you can you can you can kind of drive around the city and you just feel it. like here in here in St. Louis, when you go to the hill, like, you know that you're in an Italian neighborhood. There's Italian bakeries and there's Italian restaurants and there's Italian coffee shops and there's an Italian cigar. So that is one of the coolest things ever. And so that's how great of a degree I think that immigrants should influence our culture. You should drive around and be like, oh, shoot, all the Irish people live over here. You know, <laughs> there's nothing but beer gardens and freaking cabbage, you know, but uh, you should, you should. Um, but the core, again, the core, the core that like 10 or 15% of the rules and the standards that we ought to live by that make it America, we got to preserve those by all, yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. So. 
And I think, did I break this? No. And I think people that come here with the right mentality of like, okay, well, I know in the U.S., like if I get there the right way, like I have an equal opportunity to make a mm -hmm. life out of myself. Like we understand that. Yeah, immigrants do. Yes. Immigrants are some of the hardest working yes. people. They're some of the most patriotic Americans that exist. Dude. And it doesn't make any sense. There's people that are from America that'd be like, oh, it's so lame here. I hate it here. Well, then go somewhere else, mm -hmm. motherfucker. My mom is the most. I love my mom. My mom goes hard for America. My stepdad does too. And both my stepdad and my mom and my parents, everyone in my family except my stepsisters were born here, but everyone else in my family were all immigrants. And yeah. Mario came here on the banana boat. And I think he ended up in Alaska when he was 19. Really? Yeah. His story is insane of how he ended up out here. Yeah. Um, but my mom goes so hard for America because she's someone that living back home in Colombia, she would never vote. Like, she was your typical, like, who are you voting for? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. She would never vote in Colombia because she didn't feel like it mattered. Or she wouldn't vote here. So when we got the right to vote here because we had to go through the whole process of becoming citizens, she got so educated. My stepdad educated her so much on, like, the importance of voting and just knowing everything. Mario's crazy. He's awesome. Um, she goes so hard for america because she's like i know what's going on back home and i know what happens if we don't preserve the rights that we have here yeah like my mother is first of all trump's number one fan. she <laughs> <Trump>. loves that <laughs> man she's like he's gonna make america great again like <laughs> she goes hard and they yeah. own their own business my parents are business owners Isn't so it like crazy because people say that people say that trump's racist but the, but immigrants but immigrants like trump more than anybody you drive you if you go to miami which is filled of Cubans, mm -hmm. a bunch of like so many different Hispanics, but a lot of Cubans. Those are Trump's number one fans. Yeah, because they because know what they, communism. They know like. exactly what will happen if we don't do the right thing here. Yeah, in the States. yeah, that's crazy. They know they've lived it. I know. It's for so many people within the U.S. It's just like an idea, like oh, if this doesn't happen, this might happen. But it's like no, these people have lived it. They've gone through it. They yeah. know what it looks like to starve to death. Yeah. To lose everything. We we were in men's group. And, you know, G, who comes here, he's from Honduras. Honduras. Yeah, he's from Honduras. And he was like, listen. You guys say things so funny out here. Honduras. Honduras. He's from Honduras. And he, um, his very first meeting, it was powerful. He doesn't speak up much in the meeting. But we were talking. I forget what we were talking about. But it was something along these lines of just culture and, you know, politics. And, and he stood up and he was like, listen, man, I'm from Honduras. And, like, I remember when... Like, for example, the government confiscated all the guns. The first thing they did was confiscate all the guns before they changed, before, before like communists and socialism came in. They yeah. took all the guns. And I remember watching my dad go and just forfeit his guns. They didn't give him a voucher. They didn't give him no money, no nothing. He had to just forfeit his guns. And then, and then basically a socialist re regime uh, was ushered in. And, and there's nothing you could do. The whole country fell apart. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and I see the same things like, that were leading up to that are happening here, and it really worries me. And yeah. it was just powerful because it's like nobody was like, I don't know, we, we we weren't like talking about it, but he like shared that, and it was mm -hmm. like hearing it from somebody who literally watched Lived it. their country unravel. You know, it was really really powerful. But yeah, I think that was three questions. Was that three? That was three. All right, bet. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, please don't forget to leave a rating for us. Share the show if you liked it. Um, come in, come in. We got well. We do have a lot of anonymous questions in here, but we but need we, more. Yeah, but we need more. All right, we need give to, us some good ones. We need to fill this box up to where it's overflowing, so that we have an abundance of questions. 
Uh, so guys, if you have anything, you as you can see, nothing's off limits. All right. So if you got anything you want to hear from Lau and I, come into the shop, write it down on a slip, put it in the anonymous question box. But uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs>